listening to Phenomenology Club Radio. Hello and thank you for listening to this audio podcast. I am Buttress, the host of Phenomenology Club, which is an interactive online community of artists and thinkers centered around this content that I create and curate online for us to talk about which is why both our tagline for Phenomenology Club and the subtitle for this discussion series is Talk About It. Most of these uploads are originally streamed live on our YouTube page. If you're interested in interacting with those as they happen live, please go subscribe and turn on the notifications at youtube.com slash phenomenologyclub. And in general, to learn more about our club, what we do, and how you can become a member for only $1 a month, please visit our website at www.phenomenology.club. Thank you for listening. Stay trippy. And I'm proud to be an American, cause at least I know I'm free. And I'm awfully proud of the man who died. Who gave that right to me and I proudly stand up Suck my own dick Fuck my fucking ass And God damn, I'm live, don't interrupt I love this land (laughs) God bless the USA Boy Fuck yeah, what's up my fellow Americans and all you non-Americans, wherever the fuck you you people are at. Who gives a fuck about you? You're not proud to be an American. <laughs> so ready for this after 13 years of Catholic school, says Jenny. Damn Jenny, I feel that pain. I did 13 years at a Christian school. First, I went to um, a Lutheran school, and then it was Calvinist. Yeah, I go deep. Yeah, what subgenre of Christianity are you? Is it more obscure than my subgenre of Christianity? Doubt it. Anyway, what's up? You guys proud to be some motherfucking Americans? I'm uppity today, yo. I'm ready to fight. Who the fuck wants to fight? Let's go. Who wants beef on vegetarian because there's no meat at the fucking store? Door no more. Just kidding. There's meat, actually. And I've been eating some meat. I've been eating pretty good. How are you guys eating out there in quarantine? How's everyone feeling? I'm cracking. Look, I got cabin fever like Moped Treasure Island. Fuck. I didn't sleep last night. I feel good, though. This is my first... Mm, I don't know if that's true. But this is one of my first sober all-nighters, I guess you could call it, in a long time. Because, as some of you know, if you watched the last live stream, I have not consumed Adderall for a few weeks now. Good for me. Congratulate me. Congratulate me. Congratulate me if you want to fight me. Then we'll fight. I'm, we kiss and then we fight. (laughs) I was just going to say something so not okay. See, fuck, my mind's going to dark places. Anyway, sorry, uh... I haven't really been, like, uploading that much. I just uploaded two fucking, uh, group discussion chats. For anyone listening on Spotify, I uploaded those to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Phenomenology Club. If you guys want to hear some of the, uh, things that we've been doing in the Phenomenology Club Discord server, which you can join for only $1, we exercise daily. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for those congrats. Um... Yeah, I uploaded some group discussions. I just haven't been... I've been doing stuff, okay? Ironically, I am busier than usual in the quarantine. This is my time to shine, guys. I am a disciple of good news and free will for men. Towards men. (laughs) Whatever. Happy Christmas. This is my time to shine, yo. I am rising to the occasion and being a phenomenological leader... (laughs) (laughs) in a small community of drug-addled freaks who are enthusiastic about learning. That's how someone just described Phenomenology Club to me the other day, and I thought it was cute because that's very cute and it's very true. We're just a bunch of people that love drugs and philosophy. Isn't that great? Drugs are not bad, Antonio Ortiz. Anyway, it's 
yeah, I mean, what what the fuck could we talk about? Actually, we could talk about so much, and I have been talking about so much, just not outwardly out here. I mean, everything everything seems kind of futile, not just the topics I could pick, but just just everything. Like, oh, my podcast, oh, my podcast, oh, maybe I can make a few dollars off my podcast, you know. Of course, I care about my listenership, but I barely fucking have one, because you motherfuckers won't even fight me, you know. Who cares? Everything's so futile. And you know what? You know what? I love it. I love it. As someone who just gets off on mentally confronting the futility of literally everything anyway, I am just having a great time doing that some more in quarantine. But, you know, there's so many hot topics springing up every fucking day. What should I think about today? And I uh, today, <laughs> I noticed, well, this is a thing I've been noticing. I'm sure we've all been noticing that right now, there is some, uh, some atypical tension going on between church and state, huh? Huh? These, uh, religious folk out here... Um, the Christians and also the Jewish peoples haven't heard of anyone else, but I'm sure they exist in good old America. The Christians and the Jewish peoples are coming into some run-ins with the state because they've been trying to go to the house of the Lord and worship, but we're in the midst of a goddamn pandemic. So what the fuck do they think they're doing? Get the fuck home. Stay the fuck inside. And I think that this tension is funny. Yeah, funny. I said it. I'm laughing. Even though things are so serious and dark. Cancel me, Twitter. Something's funny. Uh, I think it's funny because I am a long-standing believer in the idea that the right to religious freedom is seriously like the dumbest fucking right that anyone could ever think of. Like, let's just come out swinging, okay? Because like I said, I'll fight literally any of you anywhere in quarantine, bitch. No mask, no gloves. I don't give a fuck. The right to religious freedom is just so unnecessary and stupid. Before I extrapolate on this idea, before we unpack it together like a fucking live performance of a Twitter thread. Does anyone disagree? Because clearly I'm feeling uppity. I'm feeling frisky. The jersey is thriving in my spirit. But, you know, I'm also a serious person. I just, you know, I'm feeling particularly jovial today. But but I think we should get into a good discussion. There are definitely people who think that the right to religious freedom is a useful thing. A thing that we should all venerate and appreciate. Um, so before we get into it, does anybody have any ideas, any dissenting opinions uh, for why you think that the right to religious freedom could be a venerable and honorable and righteous and great motherfucking thing? Anybody? Or even if you don't personally align with this belief, do you? can you think of a benefit? A benefit... That the right to religious freedom affords individuals or broader communities in the good old motherfucking 50 states of motherfucking U.S. motherfucking A. Hmm? I'd like to hear something, say something, or else I'll just stop talking. Tell me. Answer my fucking question or I'll fight you. Tell me one good thing about the right to religious freedom. This isn't even like a... Like a like I'm trying to say it doesn't exist because I could tell you some things. Jenny says, I don't like people who use their beliefs to oppress other people. Like what like what is it you? <laughs> I think you meant to say, What is it to you? I wanna go to hell. Let me bitch. Fuck yeah, Jenny, I'll see you there, bitch. Shannon, it seems okay to me. It could be because I grew up in Catholic school and heard about all the persecution due to lack of religious freedom. Well, this is what I think, Shannon. I think that at this point in time, in the United States of motherfucking America, um, that the right to religious freedom actually does present as having some sort of usefulness 
And I would say that the usefulness it has is in protecting individual groups from other groups uh, because, you know, certain demographics and certain religious demographics are targeted uh, the, for, for things like, you know, hate, hate crimes uh, by their good old fellow motherfucking Americans. But this is my beef. The right to religious freedom itself is just so unnecessary. Our problem in America, when we see the Jews and uh, synagogues being targeted for hatred, hate crimes, when we see Muslims being targeted for hate crimes and shit, we should not delude ourselves into thinking that there are individuals that are just so fucking riled up and just hate Islamic ideology, just hate Jewish ideology or religion. No, they don't fucking hate their religion. They're just fucking racist. And in the United States of America, we don't have no goddamn motherfucking real hate crime laws, hate speech laws. We kind of do, but not fucking really. So the right to religious freedom is kind of something that at least some of these groups can rely on a little bit when it comes to things like, you know, being able to fucking build this or that religious building wherever the fuck, you know, this or that. It does help certain marginalized communities that are persecuted in America and targeted for hatred, but it's racial hatred. This is why I don't really like the term Islamophobia, even though I think that it, there is something to this idea too, you know, because I think that there are people who might have some sort of particular hang up with Islamic ideology. But, you know, like, I, I don't think in the United States of America that really Islamic people are targeted because people just inexplicably hate this religion. They're targeted because most Islamic people living in the United States of America are from the Middle East and from Africa, you know? It's, it has nothing to do with fucking Allah and whoever the fuck else, you know? Ancient Femme says, It helps maintain the right to exercise your cultural background as well. Yeah, well, well, this is kind of what, what I'm saying, you know. It's like, I and why I don't like this word Islamophobia in particular, just to like harp on that for a second, is because I think it puts a band-aid and it obfus puts a band-aid on and it obfuscates the actual problem, which is one of racial hatred, you know. And I think that ties into discussions about culture and shit, you know. If, if a group of random fucking wasps from Utah <laughs> started a crazy religion about some angel that had some golden fucking tablets and he was an alien or something and like the world's gonna end in 20 years and like we're all gonna have 10 wives or something oh wait that happened <laughs> like yo if Mormons were not a bunch of fucking blue-eyed motherfucking Aryan youth motherfuckers like, who the fuck would care, who the fuck would let them thrive? If, think about if the religion of Mormonism came from, like, you know, a group of Middle Eastern people living in America. I mean, people would, would just go on and on about it the way they do about Islam and stuff. Talk about it in all of these disparaging ways, like, oh, it's so primitive and look at this and this and that. It's like, dude, the problem, the problem is, is racism, you know, but... This right to religious freedom, I mean, why the fuck does it exist? Why? Why? Because, and not only, not only is it unnecessary, when so, it's so obvious that all the things that have ever benefited any group uh, from this right, the right to religious freedom, it's so obvious that what they really need is things like proper hate crime laws in America and hate speech laws and, you know, for America to actually, like, give a fuck about racism for one fucking second. <laughs> like, maybe. Uh, not only... What was I saying? Fuck, I'm so out of it. I'm so uppity. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> Cabin fever, bitch. Oh my god, Muppet Treasure Island. What was I just saying? Not only does it benefit no one in an actual way, it's kind of a crutch because there's nothing else that can actually help these groups of people that are targeted for racial hatred. It also, and this is why I said it was funny. Okay, I remember where I was going. This is why I think it's funny what's going on right now with the church having these showdowns with the fucking state. <laughs> is that 
all it does is create ridiculous fucking dumb problems for people. Because, like, now what, you know? You can't shut down these gatherings uh, because they impede on the right to religious freedom. Uh, some federal, not, I don't know, no, some judge in Kansas, I just saw, like, blocked something where they were trying to shut down a group of churchgoers. <coughs> Excuse me. And he was like, you can't do that. This is America. In America, we got the right to religious motherfucking freedom, you know? <laughs> so, good luck with that. Have fun with that. And also, I mean, it also is just, like, so easily, it just creates this ridiculous loophole, like, to think about, like, that uh, church, the, the, the ayahuasca church, you know? What is this church? One of our club members, Phenomenology Club members, I won't call you out by name. If you're listening, feel free to show yourself. <laughs> One of them was a member of this church. And it's basically just a place to, like, go get ayahuasca and not have to worry about getting in trouble, you know? <laughs> like, like, what is this place, you know? Just say it's a church, it's your religion, and then you're cool, you know? Uh... Ancient Femme says, sorry, by the way, this is, like, incoherent, but like I said, I don't give a fuck. Everything is futile. I'm just gonna, like, go wherever the wind fucking blows me right now. Blow me wind. Ancient says, morals are tied to religion, so it allows people to maintain their moral codes, whether it's good or bad. Disagree. Disagree, Ancient Femme. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I disagree. I do not believe for one goddamn motherfucking millisecond in the United States of America time that morals are tied to religion. I think that people say it is because people are ascetic and don't like to recognize that the creator of morality is us and it is up to us to come up with the best morality. But I think this idea that religion establishes morality... uh. It's, it's wrong. It's false. It's silly, you know. I think that no matter what people say, a lot of people say that mora morality is relative, and a lot of people use religion as an example of this, you know. Look at all these separate religions with their separate moral codes or whatever. Really, when you observe all worldwide religions, all global religions, yeah, they all have their specific god hierarchies and this or that tenet that all, like, you know differs from each other in whatever whatever unique ways but ultimately i would say that every religion has really similar morality i mean where where can you observe any religion that really or any society period that really has some sort of inverse mor moral structure than the rest of the world you know like what is really so different for example don't all religions and global societies, this is not just, you know, a thing that, that religion speaks to. Our politics also has a moral code imbued, written into the fucking fabric of it. But when have you ever observed a world society that had some sort of morality that was completely inverse from another one? Like, it is so rare. There's only been isolated instances of, like, very small tribes and stuff that might have some moral code that, like, prioritizes senseless murder, <laughs> you know? This is such a rare thing. You don't really find that there's any religion that's like, you know what? Rape and murder is awesome because our God said so. Like, you know, it's just, it's just not there. Most religions really all aim towards the same thing and so do most world societies they all say they aim towards the the same thing but you know people have their own ulterior fucked up motives or whatever but they all feed us the same thing that uh you know don't kill people be nice uh be chill at cool you know what what there, there's really only one morality and i would say that everybody in the world shares it no matter what religion you are the only thing that really differs from religion to religion is the fucking superheroes <laughs> this one's got a blue guy that one's got white jesus that one's got black jesus that one's got a uh, fucking allah that one's got the buddha you know it's all a bunch of different fucking superhero comic books, but they all, all superhero comic books are all about some fucking guy flying around with his fucking cape saving the fucking world. It's the same thing, you know. And the reason, 
I'll tell you why. I don't even know if I'm on topic anymore. I'll fucking tell you why. I have all the fucking answers right now. I am so fucking smart. It's insane. Oh my god. (laughs) The reason that all moralities resemble each other greatly and none of them really greatly differ from each other is because, are you ready? I'm about to give you the secret. I'm about to give you the Da Vinci Code. It's because morality springs, my brother, my sisters, from natural processes. Morality is born from our very physiology. I believe this very, very much. And what do all humans share? Similar physiologies, you know. What kind of things guide the processes that lead any individual society to come to a thing like a moral code of conduct. Okay, Bethany, bitch. Okay, Brianna. Okay. What is the thing that ultimately creates the impulse for us to create a moral system in any unique society? It's born out of our very physiology. Things like empathy. What is empathy if not a physiological response? Do you rationalize yourself into empathy? Did our early human ancestors pre-language have to think to themselves, Oh, I guess I should feed this crying baby that just exited my birth canal? (laughs) Do we rationalize ourselves into into feeling pity for a dying animal or a dying human in front of ourselves no we create rationalizations after the fact after the experience of this phenomena where we almost inexplicably feel things like empathy when we observe other people suffering you know and also what about things like fucking violence you know violence is a thing that is enacted on us and we experience it and we know from our experience of violence that we don't want to participate in this thing and this knowledge that comes to us physically (laughs) is as a physical experience of violence we know that violence is unpleasant i do not wish to participate in violence i will abstain from being violent towards others because that will likely lessen my chances of receiving violence from others we don't rationalize ourselves into some sort of abstention from violence you know any more than we really rationalize rationalize ourselves into committing violence in my opinion, and my opinion is correct, because I'm a fucking genius. Yo, someone dropped me a super chat. <laughs> I just remembered I can get money now. Drop me that. I'm dropping this knowledge. Give me a dollar, someone, please. Um, <clears throat> Let's see. I'm reading some of the, the things. Ancient femme. We are biologically hardwired to feel like spiritual beings in order to cope with physical reality. Religion is a symptom of that function which we as humans have used to assign morals to. Well, you know, I wouldn't agree with this language, Ancient Femme, but I think you actually just spoke to something really interesting. This idea that we are biologically wired to feel like what you just called spiritual beings. This is an idea that there is much philosophy uh, composed around the idea of, most notably the Nietzsche text we read in our last book club, which there's actually a reading on this channel, an audio file on this channel, me reading it over by Nora Beats, rather. Go check it out with your yoga mat, whatever the fuck you hippies are doing in quarantine. But it is true, I think, uh, Ancient Femme, that I, uh, that this feeling of feeling like you are what you just called a spiritual being, which I think would be akin to something like a soul, this feeling like you as a human body possess some inner spirit, I agree, I think is biological at baseline. The rationalization clearly is not biological, you know. It's not biological. Well, 
it's not biological to say to myself, you know, I think I possess a spirit. But this feeling of autonomy and this feeling that I am some conscious, independent entity that exists separate from everything else in my peripheral phenomena, that is absolutely biological, you know. And this is something that is so undervalued in our general systems of thinking, how we think about ourselves and how we think about the mother fucking world you know we take this process so much for granted this this thinking about confronting the knowledge that everything that humans have created to describe the world around us is born out of our physical conditions we come to feel like we have souls and then we come up with the concept of souls because we feel something I feel autonomous. I feel conscious. And this, I think I've shared it on here before. I feel my opinion. I think that consciousness is exactly this. Consciousness is simply feeling conscious. But I don't believe then that that means I have a consciousness. Isn't that funny that we did this already with souls and now we're doing it again with consciousness, you know? I mean, we really just kind of changed the language and made it seem a little more scientific to pat ourselves on the back so we could all feel better about not being a bunch of motherfucking hippies. But basically, the way that people talk about consciousness as this individual entity, something that could uh, hypothetically maybe exit your body, and science just hasn't come up with the language to describe this process yet, but I know it because I did DMT once and everything melted away and I met the fucking elves, okay? <laughs> it's really the same fucking idea that I could potentially be some sort of disembodied consciousness or even the idea that my consciousness has some fucking form period i think that consciousness is simply the feeling of consciousness but wait i'm supposed to be talking about religious freedom sorry <clears throat> okay let's see salome how is it that some of us can go to religious schools and not internalize the things they teach us? Like, I went to Catholic school, raised Catholic, but I hate God and killed him in grade nine. Oh my goodness! Good job. But my sis went through some education, but believes those beliefs and have allowed religion to shape her morals, even when showed how her religion has been used to justify violence. Well... Just to get back on, on topic a bit, I'm not sure if this totally addresses what you just said, Salome, but I think that this could be an interesting uh, segue back into wondering about right to religion in a political uh, understanding. This idea that, you know, the fact that religion can be used to justify violence, do you guys think that this is any reason to throw it away? Because this is a criticism I see often from people, like, you know, talking about whatever, the church has committed all these atrocities or whatever, and therefore the church is bad, you know. Personally, I don't align with this way of thinking because I don't think that anything has ever really any great atrocities have really been committed in the name of christian ideology or the church as a thing that represents ideology i think that the church has committed great atrocities but the church as an avatar for you know this general political conquest i mean historically especially when we look at the history of europe you know the church and the state are the same fucking thing that's why these fucking guys had to come over to america and split that shit up you know <laughs> which is probably why they wrote this dumbass law into the constitution but uh, I don't, I don't think that the church has ever made anyone do anything terrible. Any religion has ever made anyone really do anything, do anything terrible, save one or two random person that thinks like some saint is talking to them and the saint told them to like kill their fucking mom or something, you know, for the most part, all of the atrocities that have been committed in the name of any religion really are avatars i think for for something else you know avatars for socio-political realities that already were going through whatever thing you could switch out religion for any other fucking thing it could be atheism you know the justification for violence always follows the violence you know yeah exactly solomon 
Um, Toxic Mind says, it's crazy how religion can brainwash people so dumb, even after you show facts and prove them how religion is not what they think it is, and they still don't care. Hmm. Well, religion is not a factual thing, right? And this is part of why uh, Christians say to you, I'm thinking of Christians specifically right now because I grew up Christian, so I'm an expert on Babu Jibos. But, you know, this is why they say that you must have faith. And faith, according to Christians and according to many people, is a thing that defies logic. It's not necessarily logical. Kierkegaard said that faith was putting faith in not only the improbable, but the impossible. You are literally putting faith in the absurd, which I believe to be a complete impossibility, you know. But I don't think that you can really tell a Christian or any religious person that, you know, um, these facts contradict your religion. I can't, we, none of us can prove that any religion is not true. I cannot prove that Jesus is not real, you know. All I can do is criticize the process that led them to come to this conclusion. And the reason I can criticize the process that led them to this conclusion is because we all follow the same processes every day to come to any conclusion. There is no separate ways of thinking, you know. There is no such thing as scientific thinking versus spiritual thinking versus religious thinking versus facts versus feelings or whatever. We're literally all immersed in the same process, whatever fucking thing we're doing. We come to conclusions the same exact way by taking what we observe and internalizing those observations and coming up with some motherfucking conclusions about them. I look at the world and I see all this shit and I say, well, scientists seem like a pretty trustworthy group of people. All these theories they have about the creation of the universe are pretty compelling. I see that they have a lot of uh, things that they have said before that seem to be pretty on par with the real state of things. So I'm going to put faith in them. And Christians also do the same thing. They look at the world and say, wow, this world is so fucking big and beautiful. Everything seems so intentional. How can it be that my body and all these other bodies are just these perfectly functioning mechanisms, these beautiful specimens of biology? How can these things have just come into existence out of nothing? Therefore, I conclude that someone created all of this, you know? We're doing the same thing. We're just doing it differently. We deviate at a certain point, you know? But it all starts with our observations anyway let's go back to politics because that's what's relevant right now the right to religious freedom let's try to brainstorm is there anything useful about this about this right because i don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. what if what if there is something useful sans what i already suggested you know that this law by now not law the right the right does help protect certain marginalized groups in America that are persecuted for racist reasons, not really because someone is just so fundamentally opposed to their ideology, you know. Though actually I would say that I think the Jewish people represent a, a really unique place in the world for this reason. I do think that anti-Semitism is like... It, it's really a, such a bizarre spectacle to me. I don't feel like I understand it, you know? I feel like it's almost just become, like, lore or something, you know? Like, you you grow up knowing that people hate Jews, and I think because there's this strong presence, ever since you're a young child, you start learning about World War Two and stuff, you hear people on in media talking about this or that, about the Jewish people. There's such a fixation in them because of this history of the Holocaust and World War II that they went through that I think a lot of people almost just come to, like, pick a side. And some people, like, become anti-Semitic just because it's such a world trope, you know? This is, like, some sort of super Hegelian idea. Like, the fucking aesthetic the fucking zeitgeist it's just so out and so present in the world this knowledge that jews are hated that it becomes a thing you know i don't know if jews are necessarily persecuted in america because of racist reasons you know because i mean many many jewish people you wouldn't even know that they're jewish until you read their last name 
Zensei says, many people are better because of religion and some are not, of course. You can get a different experience, interpretation from the same thing someone else is viewing as you. Mm, I don't agree with that personally because I feel like it's to say that is to demean the potential of our human peers and to basically say some people are too stupid to come to the same realizations they had with religion on their own, you know. You don't need religion to be a good person. You don't need religion to find ways to love yourself, you know. It's true that religion can help certain people do these things. But if we think that religion is a falsehood, then I would not want anybody to have to find strength in falsehood, you know. I believe that everyone has the potential to find strength in truths, you know. So why would I be comforted by this idea that certain people can find strength in falsehood? I think they would be able to create a much firmer foundation for themselves with something that is less steeped in goddamn motherfucking mysticism. I'm just saying. Jenny says, without freedom of religion, we couldn't have freedom from religion. Ooh. Oh. Oh, Jenny. Jenny from the blog, bitch. Yes, Jenny. Yes, that is a great idea. What do we think about this? Because that is a great point and something I did not think about. Maybe you're onto something. Because, you know, and someone mentioned it earlier, too. And we, I talked about it briefly. But, you know, the people who came over to America clearly were trying to escape the church. You know, they had a very, sh a very troubled relationship with the, with the church of England, you know. So this threat that it posed them, you know, it makes sense that they wrote this into the laws, you know. Even though I feel like it was kind of uh, short-sighted and I wish it was just a thing like freedom. I mean, I think freedom of speech covers the right to religious freedom, you know, because what is the difference between religious freedom and freedom of speech, you know? What is specifically afforded by religious freedom? But I like what you just said, Jenny, because I think that that is, that is really interesting, you know. But couldn't that also be something that's ultimately mediated by the separation of church and state? Because you're saying that um, the right to religious freedom protects us. It allows us to be free from religion. But if we have separation of the church and state, then do we need this? Is Are there any ways, any other ways that religion could pose such a threat to us? Uh, without or with this separation? Hmm, this is interesting. They still force their slaves to be... Wait, what are we saying? Sarah said, do you think the religious freedom thing stemming from our British history having religion controlled? Yeah, I think absolutely, you know. I just, <clears throat> I wonder about this right, you know. Look, as much as we like to shit on the forefathers, <laughs> I love saying forefathers, don't you? It, it reminds me of that movie The Purge. Like, the forefathers. Who are the fucking forefathers? It's so creepy and cult-like. I love it. I mean, you know. <clears throat> we know that they are not uh, the pinnacle of morality by any means, you know. Um, but but I do think that they had some good ideas, some good political philosophies. And so I wonder, is there some real utility of this law? This law, I keep calling it a law, this right? Is there some like real usefulness in this right? Because clearly, yeah, they were trying to safeguard themselves against, you know, a situation like in England where the church can just totally oppress the fuck out of you and tell you what to fucking do. And also, you know, just the general history of Europe, how the church functions in multiple civilizations in Europe. So it's like, mm, hmm, what does the right to religious freedom, though, afford anybody when trying to safeguard against this kind of reality if we already have separation of church and state you know if you just write into the law that the church you know our 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 country america 
shall be, uh, you know, not not a religious institution, not beholden to any. But, you know, these, this is what they should have done. They should have extrapolated on those laws because those laws really are not well-defined enough, you know. Let's look it up. What is the actual writing? Let's look at the text that establishes the separation of church and state. Is it even... Okay, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read it to you. Okay, so this is from, let's see. <laughs> okay, so the federal constitution explicitly prohibits the employment of any religious test for federal office, okay, and which through the 14th Amendment later extended this prohibition to the states. Oh, this is from New Jersey. <laughs> Oh, that's not what I was trying to read. Sorry. <laughs> Jersey, thank you. <clears throat> okay, hold on, hold on. Let's see. The phrase separation between church and state is generally traced to a January, <clears throat> January 1st, 1802 letter by Thomas Jefferson addressed to the Danbury Baptist Association in Connecticut and published in a Massachusetts newspaper. Okay, so here, here we see the root of the problem. Jefferson wrote, Believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, that he owes account to none other for his faith or his worship, that the legitimate powers of government reach actions only and not opinions, I contemplate with sovereign reverence that act of the whole American people which declared that their legislator should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, thus building a wall of separation between church and state. Okay, Article 6 of the United States Constitution specifies that no religious test should ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust. Wow, Jefferson's metaphor of a wall of separation has been cited repeatedly by the U.S. Supreme Court. See, why didn't Thomas Jefferson... Just take that pair, th those two sentences and put that shit in the Constitution and fuck this religious freedom shit. <laughs> Why didn't he just say that? That we could save ourselves a world of trouble. Because this has been such a contentious debate in so many Supreme Court cases, you know. With fucking praying in school, making people swear in the fucking Bible, doing this or that, you know. All of these things. Why didn't Thomas Jefferson just say, yo, keep the church out the fucking stake. Then we would be free from religion, like Jenny said, you know. Well, also free to practice whatever religion we want because of religious freedom, you know. As far as I can see, the only thing that this right to religious freedom would ever afford anyone from, like, a... From, like, a... From, like, a, like a literal sense would be things like, you know, how the right to religious freedom... Uh protects like certain native american uh religion religious rituals like i know that that they're allowed to like kill bald eagles or something for like a religious ceremony and the rest of us can't that's fucked up i want to kill a bald eagle the fuck <laughs> i want to choke it out in front of an american flag that's my religion bitch you know, but, like, literally, unless you're, and, and, like, the ayahuasca church we were talking about before, you know, it's, like, whoa, what does this really do unless, like, it, it protects people's, like, right to do weird ritual bullshit that I guess other people don't want to do. It also lets certain people be, like, you know, well, I don't believe in homosexuals, so I don't have to, uh, I don't have to revive him in the ER in my fucking bumblefuck hospital where I'm the only doctor for 70 miles or whatever the fuck, you know. 
this could all be so easily remedied with some proper hate crime laws, some proper protections for marginalized groups of people. I mean, it's not that fucking hard, America. Get it together. And we take the paragraph that Jeff- <laughs> Thomas Jefferson wrote to his friend and we stick it in the fucking thing. Okay? Damn. There was that Quaker... I'm reading a comment, Sarah. There was that Quaker Lutheran woman in Boston who was hung for promoting a version of Christianity that suggested more forgiveness and allowed people to feel less ashamed and more liberated. Yeah, well, those... Those, uh... Those, uh, colony people were just doing wild shit. I mean, the first Wild West was really the original colonies, right? And they were just running around killing people. Calling people witches. <laughs> they were on some shit. So, fuck it. Equal opportunity to be judged for your views, says Ancient Femme. What does that mean? I'm interested in that. Um... I mean, I think that the the right to religious freedom, it, I, I want to know, I would love to hear from a political analyst, a political expert, why this law exists. I feel like it, well, this right exists. I feel like it exists for a reason. Uh, Because really all it does, I think, is, yeah, protect certain people from, mm, allows people to do things that might not otherwise be allowed, you know. There's exemptions made for religious people to do this or that thing, whether it's take ayahuasca, kill a bald eagle, maybe wear a head covering and like a bank or a face covering rather where a lot of banks have laws against that, this sort of thing. And I do think that that's useful, but it's useful because it's kind of necessary in this fucked up mother country, you know, because there's no other laws or really any sort of legislation to navigate the kind of problems that arise from these issues so we just chalk it up to religious freedom but like whatever <laughs> whatever everyone has right to religious freedom so let them do their thing you know which is like yeah i mean because like half of these things are stupid like the ayahuasca church like just ayahuasca shouldn't be illegal anyway you know like fuck it and neither should covering your fucking face well, I don't know. Covering your face at a bank, I mean, I guess. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. I'm too tired to think about that one. <laughs> I don't want to look at right to religious freedom. <laughs> Woo! Sign, what are you talking about? You think ER doctors do that? No, I don't think ER doctors do do that i'm sure some have sure there's how many people people in america i don't think this is some huge problem that er doctors are not reviving gay people but we know that there's been there are absolutely doctors that have refused service to people for whatever reason whether they be black whether they be homosexual whether they be whatever so i don't know why you seem i don't know why you clutching your pearls over there across the fucking internet you want to fight damn <laughs> you defensive or something because we can fight <clears throat> okay here we go here we go wow so it's kind of like dialectical what we have here in amendment one this is where the right uh the freedom of religion is established god i'm just exposing how little i know about uh, american history right now i just did not care by the time i realized I care because I'm interested. I'm just stupid now. Okay. Amendment 1. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That's so interesting because all we really ever hear about is the is freedom of religion but what about this first fucking statement congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion so really we are just not living up to our word huh because <laughs> uh congress be respecting some religions huh 
You know what? Fuck this place. Fuck this fucking place. Even when we do have some uh, good, good, good text, we just don't follow it. We just pick and choose what we want. We get some people to interpret it. People that have never read philosophy or anything. And they just fucking sit around and come up with the worst interpretations of all their fucking dumbass fucking bullshit. And this is why we're all fucking dying. We're all gonna die in quarantine. When you guys die, are you gonna go to heaven or hell? You're all some sinners. <clears throat> Sarah, do you think these laws are just shit they forgot to take out? Like those weird outdated laws about like carrying fish around and wearing tassels? No, I think that the, the, well, this is an amendment, but you know, I think our original laws are actually like relatively well constructed. I mean, it, it is sort of impressive legislator. I mean, in retrospect, you realize all the things that are wrong with it and stupid things that... I think were foreseeable in some ways, but also, I mean, it's a, I think that the governmental philosophy there is, uh, it's pretty impressive, you know? I would give it an A if I was grading the assignment, definitely, but, um, yeah, I don't think they, like, left stupid shit in. All these weird laws about, like, how you can't have sex with fish or whatever you just said. <laughs> are like random states laws you know those aren't things that like were are in the constitution thou shall not fuck fish on sunday and any assembly of three or more women is a brothel <laughs> when when was amendment one added first amendment Wait. Okay. In the Bill of Rights, 1789. Okay. Yeah, pretty much right in the beginning. I kind of knew that. <laughs> Fuck. Shout out to American history. Whatever. It's been 50 minutes. Someone say something, and then I'm going to go. <laughs> tell me why. Um, tell me what you th what you thinking. What are we thinking? Are we going to go pray? I mean, at this point, right to religious freedom, unfortunately, I think, is a thing that safeguards people who need it. And this is why I'm extra mad. Because, you know, no foresight, ever. Literally nothing is done with foresight. Not just in our country, but in our daily motherfucking lives. This is my biggest beef with, like, everybody. Everybody just wants to fucking do the thing. No one ever wants to sit and think about making sure... That we do the thing fucking right. And we think about all the things that could go wrong if we don't do the thing right, you know. So just do the fucking thing right the first time, which you can do if you sit and fucking think about it. So that pisses me off. <laughs> because now we're stuck with this dumbass fucking law and if we get rid of it, you know. Fucking hillbillies are gonna go ham on synagogues and fucking moss and shit, you know? And and so we, it's not like we can just abolish this. I mean, we can't abolish it anyway. It's in the goddamn Bill of Rights. But this shit is stupid. Religious freedom is made only in favor of those who utilize it, says Maggie. I don't know. Honestly, this is what I think. I've, I've just, I've just, I've just said what I think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've just read this First Amendment. I think that our problem is that everybody seems to pay no attention to the first fucking statement. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Everyone talks about what follows or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. You know, because we're in America and we're all about freedom. So we have freedom to religion. And the fact that it's framed this way, I would say, you know, people aren't even exposed to the knowledge <laughs> that we've just been exposed to. Of the actual text of this amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. We know for a fact that the government has not lived up to that. We have all the fucking religious freedom, but where the fuck is this? Where the fuck are you guys making sure that Congress is making no law respecting an establishment of religion? You, you guys really suck at that. 
Why don't you fucking do the first part, too? Then we would have less problems. How Nikhil says, how do you feel about fleeing from Eastern practices? Every religion gets co-opted. What? Co-opted by capitalism, but seems like people en masse seem to be less critical of practicing Eastern religious practices. Like what? Like Buddhism? I mean, what are you speaking of specifically? Uh, you know, I think that people just... Man, Americans are just dumb. Myself included, I'm dumb. But like, you know, Buddhism. A lot of people love Buddhism because they'll be like, well, Buddhism's actually not a religion. It's a philosophy. Like, no, actually, it's a religion. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> where did that come from? That people are like, Buddhism's not a religion. Like, what? Why do you even say that? Next time someone says to you, Buddhism's not a religion, ask them why. Why is it not a religion? <laughs> like, I think it's just more fetish, fetishization of Eastern culture in general. It's so, it's so esoteric, so mysterious. We can't understand those weird Asian people, you know. I'm just going to completely mystify everything about their existence, you know. Like, America has such a boner for, like, you know, treating Asians like this weird, mysterious entity of people. Like, you know, they're so othered in everything. The way we talk about them in general, you know, the way we talk about their religions, the way we talk about their cultural practices. Even in a good way, you know, I think a lot of it is kind of like benevolent racism, you know. It's like, like like how benevolent sexism functions where people are like M women are like the rulers of the world and the keepers of the divine light like and women are more intuitive and blah, blah. like no i'm not i'm not a fucking elf i'm from new jersey leave me alone buddhism doesn't have a god says jenny that's not a prerequisite of religion 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 just means it has a god? Uh, that's not a prerequisite. Buddhism is a religion. I mean, but also, it's like, would anybody get super invested in this argument? I think that they probably heard from, like, you know, uh, it trickled down from some philosophy class their friend took or something. The knowledge that, like, you know, Buddhism is very f much more philosophically impressive than any other religion. So I think that there's a certain measure of respect Buddhism is given simply because there is some cool shit in there, you know. I mean, I think there's cool shit in literally every religion, but Buddhism, I think, is characterized by maturity. <laughs> Except for when shallow monks be smashing each other's balls with <laughs> fucking hammers and shit well that's mature too very mature <laughs> rated r <laughs> but i think buddhism is just it's more it's more stoic than a lot of these other world religions that we see uh buddha is not worship says antonio that's not a requisite of religion the fuck <laughs> um so I think that Buddhism is just genuinely more philosophical. And this is why people say it's a philosophy, but it's still a religion. I'm so lucky. Mm. Um, people who appropriate Buddhism worship Buddha. I wouldn't know anything about that. Mm. Fat Buddha, fat Buddha or skinny Buddha? Fuck it. Alright, I'm gonna get out of here. Um, To answer your question, I think I already just did. Buddhism actually is philosophically impressive. There's some deep shit in there. Uh, but there's also some stupid, silly as fuck shit in there like there is in every religion. But even the stupid, silly as fuck shit that exists in every religion is still cool. I think religion is a beautiful testament to human creativity i am an ardent atheist but i would never shit on religion i think religion is something we created and it's beautiful because literally everything we create is so fucking beautiful all of them all religions 
are trippy. So, go fucking have fun doing whatever the fuck you be doing. I'm about to go do some yoga, the <laughs> American version. It's basically just like experimental stretching, which I'm into. So, I'm gonna go do that. Thanks everyone for chilling. Come join the club. It's only $1. And if you want to keep hearing me talk, go listen to the uploads I just did of a phenomenology club members fighting in our discord chat have a great day see you all later walk with the king